0: This is the Getzy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Getzy Health Podcast. Hi everybody. We're happy to have you here. <laughs> we have. I'm so pumped for this episode. Do you know why? Why? <laughs> you guys, I made the mistake of, re- of like reading the reviews to our podcast. I actually never read them. Do you?
1: No, heavens no. So, My I mental health cannot handle that. Kind I know, of
0: mine neither. Like, but somehow I ended up reading a review. I have no idea how. I was trying to like find an episode for someone. And I saw this. This normally I like to highlight all the positive things you guys and the wonderful things that members are saying and all that. But but I somehow came across a review that I wanted to share with you guys. And that was the trigger for this podcast episode. So S.S. Dippity, I am so grateful for your comment (laughs) and I'll read it to you guys now. S.S. Dippity says, I've been enjoying listening to the perspective and advice offered in this podcast and there's some great information, but listeners be wary. It's peppered with sensationalized and sometimes outright false information. The hosts are obviously experienced in their own health and healing journeys, but don't think that they have any health education. So take their medical advice with a grain of salt. As a biologist, therefore listen to this person, guys, because they know everything. I had to laugh at some of their claims, like how glyphosate breaks down amino acids and trace amounts in the GI tract and how trace amounts of it in the GI tract strip us of amino acids. I'm not even sure where that came from. Guess what, listeners? We're going to tell you. We're going to tell you all about this today. Anyways, he or she continues to say, "Um, I think she was getting confused with how glyphosate inhibits amino acid synthesis in plants and some bacteria. Um, Guys, correction, it's actually all bacteria. So we're going to talk about that too. Listeners, make sure you do your own research. And that I absolutely agree with, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, 100%. Listeners, please do your research. I'm not your expert. Miss or Mr. S.S. Dippity is not your expert just because they are a biologist.
1: Yeah, whatever that means.
0: Whatever that means. (laughs) So anyone who flaunts their degrees at you and says, listen to me because I'm smarter than you, you should be wary of them, okay? Because you are smart enough to do your own research and be your own health advocate, okay?
1: On that note, uh, before we really jump into this, I wanted to get on the soapbox for a second. Go ahead. Because we have a platform here. And where we have a platform, we have a responsibility to use our platform to make the world a better place. We try to do that by helping you all learn more about health and how to be healthier. But uh, I think that there's also another piece of this that we need to acknowledge right now, which is kind of what's going on in the world around us. Tell us more. Well, there's a protest happening. I know. And in this protest, um, there's a lot of emotion that goes into it and a lot of uh, debate about the relative merits of the protesting, right, about Black Lives Matters. But um, I think it's really important for us to acknowledge something uh, that applies to all of us, regardless of the color of our skin or our our political background. Absolutely. And that's that we are all fighting very similar battles. Um, One of the, for some reason I can't catch my breath. (sighs) Okay. So one of the biggest things that we are always advocating for on this podcast is medical freedom, right? That nobody should be able to tell us what to do simply because they have authority or simply because they have, um, I don't know, a title, right? Or a degree. And uh, we believe strongly that individuals are the best um, experts, on their own health, and that they should have the final say in their own health. And now we are seeing on the world stage a, a very similar thing play out, where people are protesting for the right to be treated like everybody else, mm-hmm. basically, right? They're they're protesting for their uh, we'll call it political freedom, social freedom. I don't know what you want to call it, but We have a very similar situation playing out on the authority side of it, where the authorities are not happy with this challenge to their authority. And they are coming up with all of the reasons they can possibly think of to tell these people to sit down, to stop talking, to be more appreciative of what they have, and so on and so forth. And what I would want to say to everybody that's listening to this right now is that If you believe in freedom, if you have ever been the victim of oppression in any form whatsoever, whether that's being told that you have no business participating in your own health, Mm -hmm. or whether that is in the political sphere, I think that you have the obligation here to hear these people out and to recognize that their struggle is your struggle.
0: Yep.
1: And that's all I want to say about that.
0: I don't feel like I have the words to talk on it actually okay. i i i mean i don't want to come across uneducated but what i will say is that i'm just listening and i'm learning and i'm and we are trying to reach out to more um, black people in this field and people of color um to, and we want to get them on the show and i i will say that i am trying to do my part right now by listening to the right people mm-hmm. i'm trying to get my sources from black people's experiences. And I think that's important that we don't listen to anyone else other than a black person and just say, what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? That to me is the most important thing about this right now.
1: And there is literally no area in your life where you should accept that authority gets to make all the decisions for you. Okay. Because the system that might benefit you in one part of your life is the same exact system that's going to oppress you in a different part of your life. All right, The hierarchy that tells people at the bottom of the pyramid mm-hmm. to shut up and to do what you're told, take your medicine, right, right. is the same exact hierarchy mm-hmm. that is hurting other people right now. Right.
0: But totally. It's all about a hierarchy of power.
1: None of us are free until all of us are free. Exactly. So you might think that the system is your friend because you happen to agree with them on a certain point, but the system is not your friend. No. Unless you are a docile and obedient follower.
0: Participant, exactly.
1: And we're not about that here.
0: We're not. We're about listening to each other, listening to each other's stories. I feel like some of our clients, the the most healing they have gotten is by listening to other people with their symptoms. Mm -hmm. Their doctors have gaslighted them Mm -hmm. and they have gone online and they've spoken to people and ordinary people like them have given them answers and they've healed themselves. Yep. All right, that's where the power is. The power is in our stories and collectively sharing our stories and listening to each other. And that's that's it. That's all I want to say about that.
1: Yep. So on Anyways. that note, um, we always encourage you to challenge yourself, to learn more, to dig deeper, to mm-hmm. not accept the narrative that's been handed to you. Right. And that's what we're doing right here with the glyphosate, yep. All right. There's a mainstream narrative that glyphosate is fine. It's just a bunch of hippies that yep. are being overly dramatic about this and that they don't know anything about research, so they're just blowing everything out of proportion. Right. We're going to dive into that. that.
0: So yes, before we talk about glyphosate, you guys, we need, we need to talk about the history of research. And I shared this online a week ago, so I'm going to share it again. Um, what went wrong with research? What went wrong with unbiased uh, scientific research uh, researching basically. Well back in nineteen sixty nine, the Mansfield amendment was passed that basically took all of the neutral funding money from the um from the military, because the military or the government would set aside X amount of dollars for third party scientists to research health topics.
1: And and the important piece here is that these scientists could virtually study anything they wanted. All right. They could they could pick any topic out there, yep. they would get money from the military and yep. and use it to study that topic, yep. which gave them a lot of freedom in what they studied.
0: Yep. And, and there were zero strings attached, none. The, the key here is third party testers, right. right? Not scientists hired by companies, not scientists paid for by companies through universities, mm-hmm. but third party testers. They had all this money and they could Research, whatever. And,
1: and then it was taken away. And
0: that was taken away.
1: In one fell swoop with the man, the Mansfield, Mansfield <laughs> Amendment. Uh, yes, Thank the you. Mansfield okay. Amendment
0: in 1969. Mm-hmm. And so what did that leave us with? It left us with a bunch, of, a bunch of scientists with no money. And so what did these big companies do? They came in and they said, hey, you can test, test us. Let me give you some money and then you can test my product. Mm-hmm. And so what happened, strings started getting attached. Mm-hmm. and um, And the integrity of research started fading.
1: Now, before you get defensive, if you're in the research field, we're not talking about a, an explicit like conspiracy, like we're going to give you money and you're going to say good things about our product. It maybe happens that way sometimes, but usually that's not how it happens. What happens is subconsciously people know who is feeding them, so to speak, right? It's very difficult to form a negative opinion about someone who is giving you money, Mm -hmm. And that is going to affect the research in subtle but very prominent ways because it's going to affect the way that you design the research study. Yep. It's going to affect the types of variables that you take into account when you're doing the study. Right. And in the end, it's going to affect the general flavor of the report that you give. Right, Because we know the research shows, the research shows on the research, that when you are being paid to study something, you are far more likely to come to a conclusion that is positive yep. in favor of the people paying you.
0: Yep, exactly. So again, I and and if you guys have heard me talk about this before, I've sh- shared with you how these um, lobbying agencies, uh, they the ones that are um, paid for by like McDonald's and Coca-Cola, they have obviously, they, they've, find their own researchers. And what they did was they said, don't look here. Like sugar is not your enemy because these are mass producers of like processed foods and high fructose corn syrup, right? They say, don't look here. It's it's exercising. You're supposed to exercise to lose weight. You can keep consuming high fructose corn syrup and soda and you're fine. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we have all of these like health laws being passed by these lobbying. Well, companies. they also
1: said they also said, "Oh, fat is the real problem. Fats, you yes. just need to cut out mm-hmm. all the fat cut from out your diet. Fat
0: and carbs and sugar is fine."
1: And we did it.
0: Uh-huh. We and cut out sex. so
1: much fat from our diets in yep. the '80s and '90s. Yep.
0: Oh, we did, and now we have so many health issues,
1: and we're fatter than ever.
0: But going back to um, going back to glyphosate, mm-hmm. and why is this um, why is this law important? Why do we need to understand why? this happened. Well, now we don't have these third party uh, testers telling us, oh, okay, glyphosate is good or glyphosate isn't good, right? There's also these other issues with trade secret laws protecting companies from sharing their trade secrets. Mm -hmm. So we have an issue studying each individual component of these um, ingredients in
1: glyphosate. Like Roundup, right? So Roundup's going to contain a whole bunch of different things in it. Mm -hmm. Glyphosate obviously is in there, but because Roundup is a a product of theirs and they have trade secrets, they're not required to basically give you the recipe for the Roundup.
0: Well, and there's also adjuvants in Roundup Mm -hmm. that are called P-O-E-A and A-M-P-A. And this, I'm going to, I'm going to bastardize this terribly, you guys. Polyethylene ethyl Tallow amine and amino phosphoric acid. That one I got. Okay. Um, they are major metabolites of glyphosate, and yet we have no idea how much of it is in the ingredients, and so we can't we can't measure it because of the environment and the of all, because of all of these protected trade secrets that the manufacturers are protected with. So how do we know how instrumental these things are when we can't? study them efficiently. Therefore there are flaws in research. Mm -hmm. So there's flaws in both sides. The company that holds the trade secrets that pay for their own scientists to study it Mm -hmm. and then outsiders trying to study it, but they can't study it properly because they don't know the exact ratios of the ingredients in there.
1: Right. But in spite of that, we actually do have some research on it. That yeah. is worth talking about.
0: Right. Well, and we also have like the health history of millions of Americans who are struggling with their health issues. Again, correlation doesn't equal causation, but right. we are seeing tons and tons and tons of correlations here, guys. So let's get into it. What is What was this uh, commenter saying about, you know, amino acids not being stripped away? So... He is right, or she is right, in the sense that there is something called the shikimate pathway, Mm -hmm. and the shikimate pathway is only found in plant cells, and um, and bacteria, and archaea, and parasites.
1: So, not not found in animal cells, right?
0: And so, they basically, it's it's like a seven or eight step pathway that tears down the or dysregulates um, amino acid synthesis, and so yes human cells, the individual cells do do not have a shikimate pathway, Mm -hmm. but guess what does our gut biome?
1: Mm.
0: Our gut biome is composed of archaea and bacteria and Mm -hmm. yeast and viruses and all of these things, right? We, we known as the gut biome, right? And for every one human cell that you have, you have 10 bacteria. All right. So we have hundreds of, billions of bacteria in our gut that we only know 2% about, all right, let your, let your head wrap around that for a second, all right, we don't know gut biome very well, we know a lot about it, and yet we are barely scratching the surface. Yeah,
1: we, we know very, very little about all the different interactions that take place and, mm-hmm. and all the different ways that it interacts with the rest of our body.
0: Yes, so we we're putting a we're putting two and two together as we the past twenty years, I mean gut biome, gut flora, gut bacteria, it's exploded, right? Mm-hmm. and we're learning a ton, and we're realizing, holy cow, the gut biome is so important. It can turn on genes and off genes. It can help us like produce certain vitamins and minerals like it's it's eighty percent of our immune system. and so When we are shutting off this shikimate pathway in our gut biome, what the heck are we doing? We're destroying protein synthesis. We're Mm -hmm. down regulating it.
1: Now some very specific amino acids, right?
0: Yep. They are the um, aromatic amino acids, the one with the rings and it's tyrosine and it's, what are the other ones?
1: Tryptophan, tryptophan and phenylalanine. Yes.
0: So what are the... Okay. So if you guys have listened to our thyroid podcast, there are a few things we said. And one of the things we said was, if you eat bread, stop immediately. If you have a thyroid disorder, we want you to stop eating bread. And this is one of the reasons why. There's a lot of glyphosate in bread. You know, if you're eating wheat or GMO bread or GMO corn or anything that has been sprayed with glyphosate. And so you're, you're eating this wheat and it is downregulating. Tyrosine and tyrosine is a really important amino acid for what hormone? What hormone, Tris? (laughs) T3, T4?
1: The thyroid hormones. The thyroid hormones, right?
0: So, like, it is so, and so. What happens when people cut out grains, they cut out those inflammatory foods that are genetically modified, sprayed with glyphosate. Um, They can now heal the thyroid. They can have proper thyroid function again, proper T3, T4 production again.
1: Although usually they need to supplement with some extra whole food vitamin C in order to replenish Mm -hmm. those tyrosine levels.
0: Right, exactly. And so, so tyrosine is really important, right? Now... There's a lot of question marks about what happens between A and Z when it comes to glyphosate and the gut biome. Mm-hmm. But what we are seeing is this increased, like mass amount of thyroid dysfunction in autoimmune diseases, in skin dysfunction, in eczema. I said, well, that's skin dysfunction, mm-hmm. right? Cancers, all right? Mm-hmm. There is a ton. Our allergies have tripled since the 90s in children. People are becoming more and more unable to process foods, mm-hmm. meaning they're having intolerances and allergies and all kinds of issues with digesting foods. Right. Glyphosate is one of these factors, Yep. all right? Because it is destroying your gut biome. Here's another truth bomb for you guys. Did you know that glyphosate is patented as an antibiotic?
1: It's, yep, it's an antimicrobial.
0: It is an antimicrobial. And here's the thing that really sucks is that it is water soluble. So what does that mean? Once it gets into your waterways, you're, you're not interacting with me here, Tris.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning, I'm, I'm, I'm learning so much. I'm just enthralled.
0: (laughs) So once it gets into your water, it stays. And so what happens now, our waters are tainted and then that water turns into rain and get, and it, goes onto organic farms. So now organic farms are being tainted. This is the issue with the organic red mill, red, Bob's red mill oats. Mm-hmm. They are currently being sued or they were sued. I, I don't know the yeah, details. Know. We have
1: to follow up on that. But. I know,
0: but they were being sued because they were claiming that their oats were organic, meaning no glyphosate. And yet their oats fields were being tainted with glyphosate. That could be from cross spray from other farms. Mm-hmm. It could be from glyphosate getting in the water and then that turning into rain and and raining falling on their their crops. But we're kind of in a conundrum, you guys, because the more we use glyphosate, the more our environment is tainted by it. Mm -hmm. And it affects all the bacteria in the water. It affects the bacteria in the soil. Let's talk about the soil for a second, Tris. Okay. Go ahead.
1: I, I don't know. You don't know where I'm going with this. I have no idea. I'm learning here. So well, keep going. The,
0: well, we always say that the soil is like the, the gut biome of the earth, mm-hmm. right? And the more diverse it is in bacteria, mm-hmm. the healthier it is. The healthier, like the better plants we grow, the more micronutrients we get. And what do we do? We spray our fields with glyphosate. We use it as a desiccant before harvest, you guys. And that gets into our soil and now the microbial balance is unbalanced in our soil. Now we're getting tons of depletion. We're getting tons of dysbiosis in the soil Mm
1: -hmm. And that's
0: a problem. That's a really big problem, you guys.
1: So here's, here's one of the big issues. What we're talking about right now is looking at the systemic problem of glyphosate everywhere, right? When, when we have these disconnects with the, the science people who say, but the research doesn't support any of this stuff. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: One of the big problems is how the research is looking at it. For example, um, the industry has basically determined that three months is long enough mm. to determine the negative effects of glyphosate yeah. on things. Three months, right? So, right. all of the research that they're doing on it stops looking at three months. Mm-hmm. Yet, there was a study in 2012, and I will even tell you what it is it's called Long Term Toxicity of a Roundup Herbicide and a Roundup Tolerant Genetically Modified Maize, which is corn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the, the Journal of Food Chemistry and Toxicology. Yep. They looked for four months mm-hmm. and guess what they found? What? Increased risk of mammary tumors in mammals and females, as well as kidney and liver damage in males and a shortened lifespan in both females and males That's at terrifying. four months. Meaning that the industry's own research... Would never show that. Mm-hmm. And therefore they can claim there's no evidence of this. Right. Fortunately, there are independent researchers. Not
0: many. Not but well, there. Uh, enough. Mm-hmm. Enough.
1: Right. And and they were able to see, oh maybe there's more to it than this. And and we're going to hear this over and over and over again, which is the poison makes the dose. Yep. Yes, glyphosate is poisonous in really high doses, but the average person is hardly ever getting blah, 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 right. hardly at all, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about it. Not true. Not true. There's a study... Uh, When was this one done? Uh, Where's the 2014? The -hmm. effects of sublethal exposure to a glyphosate based herbicide formulation on metabolic activities of different xenobiotic metabolizing enzymes in rats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It's a rat study. Go ahead and ding us for that. It doesn't matter. Right. But what they found, I'm not even going to go over the results of this because it's a foreign language. But the fact is that even at low doses of this stuff, it was causing metabolic changes inside of these animals. Right.
0: That's a big problem. You guys Okay, so I'm going to quote a doctor, Dr. Jean DeBrant, who is also a fancy-smancy biologist, but she's also a physiologist too, and a nutritionist, an herbalist, and a clinical nutritionist. And so what she claimed, what she said in one of her presentations is she says, um, and I'm going to read from it, glyphosate has strong antibiotic activities, especially against lactobacilli, lactobac. Uh, bifidobacteria and Enterococcus. I'm just destroying these. Can you like, can you pronounce that one? Yeah. I'm not a bacteria where, specialist gut. Where am
1: I here? Right here. Oh, right there. Okay. So
0: Read that for lactobacilli,
1: me. <laughs> bifidobacteria and enterococcus fecalis. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So those ones are pretty like important. If you look at your probiotics, like you will see lactobacilli and bifidobacteria on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are very anti-inflammatory. They help with like, um, what else do they help with? Do you know?
1: The the different probiotics? Yeah, the well, lactobacilli
0: every, especially.
1: Oh, I, I don't and know the specific differences between them. I'll be honest. I, I'm i not an expert on the probiotics, but but generally speaking, the, the different probiotics are helpful for everything from digestive health to brain health.
0: Mm-hmm, right.
1: Right. So...
0: Okay, so here's what lactobacilli does. I just looked it up, you guys. I'm not like this specific like genome expert. (laughs) Is that even the right word? Because I'm not a biologist, guys. (laughs) But um, it does say here on the interwebs that lactobacilli is the most common probiotic found in foods such as yogurt. Um, It helps to maintain human well-being. Oh, it helps to maintain human well-being as well as it can help treat diarrhea, vaginal infections, skin disorders, such as eczema. So look up all of these different biomes and see how important they are for your health and then avoid glyphosate as much as possible. Tristan, you wanted to talk about cytochrome P450 and
1: um, Yeah, so you glyphosate. may, if, if you have like a really incredible memory or you just recently listened to our episode on CBD, mm-hmm. you may remember... Uh, Us talking about cytochrome P450. Because that is how your liver breaks down uh, CBD, cannabis, THC, all that stuff.
0: As well as medications.
1: As well as a whole lot of other things. In fact, it's basically how your liver helps to break down all what they call xenobiotics. Right. Right. It's a detoxification process. And we know that Roundup or glyphosate causes a 50% reduction in CYP enzyme levels. Mm-hmm. That's So insane. it cuts our liver's ability to break down foreign substances Sweet. by
0: 50%. That's a ton.
1: And how is that going to affect us? Well, let's say that you get exposed to a toxic metal of some sort. Mm-hmm. Bam. reduction in your ability to clear that out of your system. And now you have... You might end up with toxic metals, which can cause everything from cancer to brain damage to you name it.
0: Well, and think about all of the phthalates that we're exposed to, perfumes, Mm -hmm. chemicals, substances, and our soaps, shampoos. I mean, just walk into a public bathroom and it's just like spraying yucky chemicals at you that smell like fake flowers, right? Mm -hmm. Like all of these things, our liver has to detox. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it just builds up in us. How many people have chemical sensitivities. They can't deal with perfumes because they get headaches, right? right? It's this toxic build up.
1: Now, you you also mentioned that uh, a lot of medications are broken Mm -hmm. down by the CYP enzymes. And so if you're the kind of person who is on several different medications, and then on top of that, you're being exposed to a bunch of glyphosate, Mm -hmm. your ability to properly metabolize those medications could be impaired.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And that could really mess with your ability to not get toxemia or some kind of Illness because mm-hmm. of all of these medications,
0: right? Certain scientists are linking glyphosate, or they're trying to—I mean, trying because there's—I mean, some scientists come out with some research, and other scientists bash it, right? So scientists are saying that glyphosate is linked to a lot of cancers because mm-hmm. we know that the the gut biome are immunomodulators, mm-hmm. right? And so when you destroy that, when you create gut dysbiosis, um, you you don't have a proper functioning immune system. And so you get more infections, you get more inflammation, you get all of this, all of these issues. Um, I, I keep having clients ask me because I would say the majority of our clients, they come to us with gut issues. I would say nine out of 10 of our clients that come to us have an inability to digest food properly. Mm-hmm. They have heartburn, they're bloated, they're gassy all the time, they, they're uncomfortable when they eat, they have indigestion, and they ask, why? Why do I have this? And in a nutshell, I say, well, aging and inflammatory foods. Glyphosate is an inflammatory molecule on these inflammatory foods. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit off the topic of glyphosate, but think of GMO foods. They are genetically modified to have a higher amount of phytic acid so that they are more hardy in their environments. And phytic acid is very inflammatory. So you take more phytic acid in your gut, you throw in some glyphosate, and now you have the perfect storm of decreasing your gut biome that actually breaks down your food and helps you break down phytic acid. And then you increase the phytic acid and you have this like explosion of fire in your gut. Because now you can't digest phytic acid, and down the line you're going to have an, a food allergy or a food intolerance mm-hmm. to foods that have phytic acid. All right, it's it's a big it's it's a big hairy mess. Yep. All right, and glyphosate I wouldn't say is the center of it, but it's you know and I always go back to this. Carlin, she talks about the the building that's on fire. When your building's on fire, you want to put on as many hoses as possible. And I always say, okay, now look for the people that are throwing gas canisters on that fire because there's no point in putting out that fire with water if people are throwing gas. Glyphosate is one big gas canister, guys. That's one you have to get gone because all the supplements in the world, all the foods in the world will not get that fire gone if you are just dousing yourself with glyphosate contained foods
1: mm-hmm. right? something something i've always found interesting and this by the way is not scientific so don't don't think that i'm cl- or quoting any kind of research here but i've always found it really interesting that there tends to be a high correlation between children with uh basically celiac disease mm-hmm. and children with autism yeah um and one of the ways that uh people often try to to help deal with the symptoms of autism in their children is by cutting out gluten. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep.
1: Um, so what's really fascinating is that, um, they've, they've looked at, uh, what they call biliary excretion, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, how much bile your body is pumping out, um, in response to its environment. And they have found a link between, um, this factor and impaired kind of what they call heme synthesis. Mm-hmm. So it's how your body deals with iron. Yeah. And an autism mm-hmm. or also multiple chemical sensitivity. Yeah. And so it all does kind of constellate around the same repeated theme. Totally. Which is, it's, it's, generally speaking toxins in the environment, Mm -hmm. but more specifically, it seems to be glyphosate. Glyphosate. It always comes back to this.
0: And that's why it's like when people are making their gardens, it's so important to get like organic soils, right? Mm -hmm. This is why we have to demand better from our food environments. And that's why, you know, we do push for organics, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there is the clean 15 and the dirty dozen, right? you know, but, but this is why a lot of people do resort to having to I right. organics all the time.
1: So let's, let's go back to that in a minute. But before we jump into that, there's one last thing I want to really talk about with um, glyphosate, and that's the connection with manganese. Mm. Now, I don't know if we've talked a whole lot about manganese on the show. No, we haven't. But uh, one of the really, really important functions of it is that it helps support the the function of the pituitary. Right. Now, the pituitary, if you haven't heard us talk about this, is kind of like the... The manager will say for right. your thyroid, your adrenals, and your sex glands, mm-hmm. ovaries, testicles, whatever mm-hmm. it is you have. And if the pituitary is not functioning properly, then you either get too much or not enough signaling to these different sex hormone glands or thyroid glands or adrenals. Yeah. And they cannot perform effectively. Right. So we know... That glyphosate actually disrupts manganese levels in the body. I know that. Which means that it is most likely Mm -hmm. affecting pituitary function in the body. Right. Which means that if you've got thyroid issues, we already know how it's messing with your thyroid. We talked about that in a different angle. Mm -hmm. If you've got adrenal issues, if you've got sex hormone problems... All of these things could be affected by glyphosate intake.
0: Exactly. I mean, we talk about brain inflammation all the time. Yeah, it's, you know, I feel like it's gut inflammation too, but glyphosate can cause gut inflammation. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, it's an How many people have taken an antibiotic and they haven't been able to digest food in ages and they have like mm-hmm. digestive pain mm-hmm. after taking antibiotics. Yeah. Now, glyphosate is just microdosing on antibiotics over the period of your life. Kind of,
1: but, but it's also a chelator. Mm-hmm. It literally chelates manganese out of your body. Yeah. So while there are some chelators out there that we like because they help get rid of toxic metals, mm-hmm. in this case, it's doing the opposite. opposite. It's depleting us of a very important mineral.
0: I didn't even know that. And manganese does something new.
1: Manganese does so much more than just help with the regulation of the pituitary. Yeah, it's involved in all sorts of things. It's kind of like a helper to magnesium. Magnesium. (laughs) (laughs) I can say words.
0: (laughs) You have all the best words. So a lot of stuff that
1: magnesium does, manganese may or may not be part of that as well. Right. And if we don't have enough of it, we could run into issues there too.
0: Right. Well, what really Oh, what makes me cringe too is what are when you think of babies' first foods. What are, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Rice, rice, rice or, crackers. Yes, or the the Cheerios.
1: Cheerios, right?
0: Yeah. All of those things are just like doused in glyphosate again why are they doused in glyphosate because glyphosate is used as a desiccant mm-hmm. before harvest guys and so you're eating glyphosate you're giving that to your newborn babies and then people are wondering why their babies are getting or their toddlers are getting eczema rosacea psoriasis yeah. you know they're getting all of these really strange skin disorders mm-hmm glyphosate could be a key factor to it. It's not yeah. the issue, right? right. Because right. this is a systemic problem. It's mm-hmm. it's glyphosate. It's the quality of food. It's the soil. Mm-hmm. It's the, the GMOs, right? It, it, it's, it's not just glyphosate. It's right. all of the gas canisters that are being thrown all together at the same time.
1: Right. So if we look at glyphosate as one of the gas canisters, but potentially a very, a very one. important one, mm-hmm. especially if you are just steeped in it, like let's say you live in an agricultural area where it's being sprayed constantly mm-hmm. and you're eating conventional produce where it's just, you know, covered in glyphosate, mm-hmm. um, then, then that could be a major gas canister that could be related to all sorts of things. We've talked about a lot of them, but also maybe ADHD, Alzheimer's disease, autism, birth defects, brain cancer, breast cancer, all sorts of cancer. Celiac disease, kidney disease, colitis, shall I go on? <laughs> Keep going. Depression, diabetes, heart disease, hypothyroidism. Now, I'm going to stop there. Um, but just know that like there's an unlimited number of ways that this could be connected to health issues. And we are not saying that if you just cut out glyphosate, that suddenly all of your health issues are going to disappear. What we are saying, though, is that if you have health issues... And you are being exposed to moderate to high levels of glyphosate, mm-hmm. maybe even low levels of glyphosate. This would be one of the first areas that I would look yeah. to try to improve things. Absolutely, because it's actually not too difficult to do it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's where I would like to spend the rest of our time on this episode. Unless you had more you wanted to say about. No, let's go. All right, so because I
0: think I, I think we've we've proved our point right? Mm, I I hope so. There's tons of, there's tons of research out there that shows like, yeah, it's so whoever this biologist was, it's Mm -hmm. like destroying proteins. Yes, it destroys proteins and plants cells, Mm -hmm. but it's destroying proteins in bacteria in our gut. Mm -hmm. Therefore inhibiting our ability to form proteins. You guys, that's what I was trying to get at, which was really hard to say in that podcast episode. So I hope we got our point across that glyphosate is very damaging. Anything that that destroys your gut biome guys should give you a million red flags.
1: Right. And, and, even if even if the best that we can say is that there might be a connection Mm -hmm. maybe is this a risk that you feel you are willing to take with your own health and your family's health exactly because that's really the question yep right I I don't know that glyphosate will ever disappear from the world I
0: don't think it
1: will Um, if it does something else will take its place that's going to be equally questionable right um But you do have the option personally of either increasing or decreasing your exposure to it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about now. How can you decrease your exposure to it so that you are removing at least a potential cause of so many different health issues in your life?
0: Okay. So we touched on one, organic Mm -hmm. foods.
1: Yeah, organic foods, Mm -hmm. which... You know, hopefully, is enough um, with right. the issues with overspray and everything like that. Maybe there is glyphosate, but we know for sure it's going to decrease your total exposure substantially. Exactly. So, buy organic. Yeah. Now, do you want to talk about the Dirty Dozen, Clean Fifteen? I mean, and does it apply here?
0: I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. Because that that is mostly for fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. and so that's like herbicides and pesticides. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I would say is, you know, we, we're not talking about herbicides and pesticides, but, mm-hmm. but the Dirty Dozen is basically the, the 12 foods that have the dirtiest amount of chemicals and sprays on them. So, so, so you want to buy them organic.
1: Regardless of whether you're concerned about glyphosate or something else, mm-hmm. this is worth looking into. Where yeah. can you find the Dirty Dozen? Is it the, the environmental EWG. working group? Mm-hmm. EWG.org? Yeah. Okay.
0: Like and they'll give you their their twenty twenty list mm-hmm. and then the clean fifteen is the fruits and veggies that have the least amount of sprays
1: so so the idea with the clean fifteen is a compromise mm-hmm. um, which is that it can be more expensive to buy organic and for some people, the difference in price could be a deal breaker right so if you have to compromise somewhere, then the clean fifteen is going to be where you want to start looking yep. because that's where you're less likely to get exposed to these uh, toxic environmental contaminants mm-hmm. if you don't buy organic. Right. Right.
0: yep. Next, I would say just cut out grains. I just, grains are dirty to me. If you have inflammatory issues now, everyone's going to be like, no, but that's, that's life right and I get it like it is life um, well,
1: and there, there's exceptions too because we actually do a decent amount of oats at our house oh, that's and, true, and those yeah. are those are grains um, mm-hmm. Now we go out of our way to buy oats that are certified glyphosate free. Mm-hmm. Um, It's what's the company? One One Degree or something. Is that what it's called? One Degree.
0: Uh, Let me go get it.
1: I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, and, And as far as I know, they're the only company that is actually certified glyphosate free, which I'm not even sure what that means. It might be more of a marketing term than anything else. But the point is that they are working a lot harder to make sure that there's no glyphosate contamination in their oats. Right. So we actually started getting their stuff after we learned about the issue with the Bob's Red Mill um, oats, because that's what we had been doing before at the organic yep. Bob's Red Mill, and then we found out well, there's glyphosate in there anyway. So we switched over. Now we use the One Degree brand, and it's more expensive, but once again, for us, yeah. it's worthwhile.
0: Especially because Tennyson loves oats. He's the one that eats them every day, and mm-hmm. like, and you got to protect your children's gut biome, you guys. Yeah. Like that gut biome needs to last them for another fifty to eighty years. Mm-hmm. So protect it with your life.
1: Now that being said. You know, most people could live without grains, so mm-hmm. don't like. I don't know. If, if you have serious issues, especially with your digestion, it's best to just get them out. Just right. don't. Just don't eat them.
0: Yep. Here's a list of uh, foods mostly sprayed with glyphosate, and it's wheat, oats, um, lentils, peas, non-GMO. Oh, hold on, not that soybean oil, soybeans, corn, flax, rye. Mm-hmm. Buckwheat, millet. So mostly sugar beets sugar beets and potatoes. There you go. So there you go. Um, okay, keep going, Tris.
1: All right. Um, other other grains that sometimes we do, occasionally rice, but honestly, I don't think rice is all that great. It tends to be contaminated with arsenic, mm-hmm. which is a whole other issue. Um, but but let's let's just move on. So other things that you can do to reduce your Exposure to glyphosate. Mm -hmm. Grow your own food. Yep. That's so simple, yet so difficult. I know, right?
0: right? (laughs) Oh, some other foods. Sorry, guys. Hi. In glyphosate, almonds. I feel like that's really important in quinoa. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, here's the deal with almonds Uh, organic almonds are insanely expensive Mm -hmm. and they can be difficult to find as well. So hard. So, most people end up compromising on that and just getting regular almonds. I've got a problem with this because almonds use up insane amounts of water. Yeah. In addition to having glyphosate contamination, mm-hmm. so we're not doing good by the environment. We're not doing good by our own body. Yeah. And and for what? So that we can enjoy the crunchy nut.
0: Right. Right.
1: So, you know, th- this is one that we're in our family, we're actually still kind of working on this.
0: With our nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. We're like 90% there, but sometimes when we can't find the organic nutso, we Mm -hmm. settle for like the keto nutso, Mm -hmm. which is not organic. And so, yeah, we need to do better with that. Um, Another one that's going to surprise everyone is meats and dairy. Yeah. We should talk about that because um, what are our cows eating now? They're eating wheat and soy Soy and and corn. corn. And those are some of the most sprayed. And so what, what your food eats is what you eat. You mm-hmm. y- y- so you have to be really mindful, right? right? And so not only that, but they're given tons of antibiotics. So it's like right. you know insult upon insult upon insult. So you need to so be
1: so once again though the solution there is at least try to get organic beef mm-hmm. and chicken, right? Yep. Um, Even better if it can be one hundred percent grass fed, grass finished beef mm-hmm. and. Uh free range chicken, yep, right? Uh, because generally speaking, if an animal is just let out to pasture and they're allowed to graze in their natural ecology mm-hmm. that's not a managed environment, right. meaning you don't have to work to create the the greenery that grows there. Right. Nature takes care of it. Mm-hmm. That means you don't need to spray. Right. You don't need herbicides and pesticides. Mm-hmm. You just let it do its thing. Mm-hmm. We're actually, I'm, I'm super, super excited about this. It's going to be about a month, but we've got a guest coming on the show who is an expert in how to use the natural ecology in farming practices mm-hmm. and agricultural practices mm-hmm. to not only provide us with delicious food, but also to make the world better better yeah. to reverse some of the negative climate issues that we've caused. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that. I can't wait but, for that. But in the meantime, um, just do what you can to support grass-fed, grass-finished, pasture-raised, organic, all that fun stuff. And that right. will also help to lower your glyphosate exposure.
0: There you go. What else?
1: Um... I we didn't know. think
0: this through. <laughs> no, I mean... I, we never plan our episodes. No. We just talk.
1: And and I, I think that that really might be all... So actually, here's another really big one. And, and this one, this is a hard one. It's one that we talk about a lot, but that is going out to eat. Mm-hmm. When you go oh out to a restaurant, in most cases, there are caveats, but in most cases, you are getting the lowest possible quality right. of food. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but... I know enough people in the restaurant industry to know that the margins are terrible. And that means they cannot afford in most cases to go with premium things like organic food and grass finished, grass fed, all that fun stuff, Mm -hmm. or even good oils for that matter. So they're using inflammatory oils. We talk about that all the time, right? Soybean oil, corn oil, canola, whatever it is. They're using conventional meat Right. CAFO yeah. raised chicken and, and beef and all yeah. that. The, the eggs also. Um, and, and their, their vegetables and produce is just drenched in glyphosate.
0: Well, not necessarily produce, but those are herbicides and pesticides. That sure. Drenched in. Yes. Most of the glyphosate containing stuff is like the grains and. Right.
1: And, and the meat and the, all that. And so
0: peas. And thank nuts. you for clarifying yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: Um, and so the end product is that every time you go out to eat, in most cases, you are exposing yourself to really high levels of toxic ingredients. Right, exactly. And it tastes good because they know to use a lot of butter and salt and sugar, mm-hmm. but it is not good for you. And you probably know because of how you feel an hour or two later. Right. Not great.
0: I'm going to share a story. We actually went up to Park City and we had sushi for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the weirdest thing happen to me. I'm not sure what it was from. Maybe it was like, who knows what? Mm-hmm. What, what is that? Um, uh, the thing that they enhance. MSG. MSG. It could have been MSG. It could have just been the quality of the food. But I, I, I turned to Tristan and I'm like, I think I have a migraine like where your vision is distorted and you Mm -hmm. can't think of words. And I'm like, I feel drugged right now Mm -hmm. and my brain feels fuzzy and I don't feel safe to drive a car. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was really interesting when Mm -hmm. I approached him and I was like, you know what? I think I need to go lay down because this is really weird. So, um, so who knows? Right. And, and I know we can feel it when we go out to eat, we need extra digestive enzymes. And I always tell my clients when I'm putting them on digestive protocols, I'm like, you will absolutely need your digestive enzymes Mm -hmm. even more when you go out Mm -hmm. or when you're eating at someone's house because of the types of oils and the sourced foods that they're getting. So just be really mindful. Okay.
1: Does this mean you can never go out to eat? No. No, not at all. There are a couple of things that can help here. One of them is where you go out to eat really does matter. Yes. And some of you are fortunate enough to live in areas where you can actually go to farm-to-table restaurants mm-hmm. and all the ingredients will be really good for you. They'll have their, their 100% grass-fed beef. They'll have organic ingredients and produce and all of that. And you don't have to worry about it as much. Mm-hmm. And you can probably tell in two ways. One of them is that you'll feel a lot better after The other is that your bill will be astronomically higher. Right. Exactly. That's just the cost of it, like all the other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You have to decide where you're willing to compromise and where you're not. Yep. The other option is you can make sure that you are doing really well 80 to 90% of the time. Yeah. And then you can afford 10% to 20% of your food to not be perfect. Exactly. And you have to be honest with yourself to fully understand how much you can get away with if you're really sick probably you can get away with a lot less exactly and you're going to be really tempted to fudge on that a little bit Mm -hmm. and say well i think i can afford to do this i ate really well for the last three days Yep. but if you're really sick come on it's not worth it it's not worth it
0: exactly and what else
1: I think that's I think, it.
0: Yep, that's that's really great. Can I backtrack on something that I forgot to mention? Yeah, you guys, I'm really sorry. <laughs> We're not very organized. Remember when I was talking about AMPA and POEA mm. and how they are components in like Roundup, um, and we have no idea like what, what, like to what extent? Mm-hmm. Well, according to um, according to uh, G- Gene. Jean Debrant, mm-hmm. she she says this as well that there are alarming findings as far as the toxicities of the AMPA goes and the POEA, because they kill cells in two ways: mitochondrial poisoning and plasma membrane damage. There you go. And so no, it's not the it's it, it's not the glyphosate, but it's the other components as well in your Roundup that are causing damage. Hmm. And if you know how important a mitochondrial function is, that can make or break you basically. and how many people have energy issues? how many people have um, chronic fatigue syndrome? Maybe I don't know that like we're still learning a lot about mitochondrial dysfunction, um, but we are realizing that if you have sick mitochondria, you have a sick person, mm-hmm. you have disease, you have deficiencies, dysfunction. Um, you're not a happy camper when your mitochondria are not functioning properly. Let's talk about plasma membranes for a second. The plasma membrane is the covering of every single cell in your body. Yep. All right. You destroy that. You are basically creating inflammation everywhere. You're compromising your cells, Mm -hmm. you know, and that could be liver cells. Um, that could be skin cells. That could be any kind of cell. So we want to be really mindful, right? This isn't just a debate about glyphosate. This isn't just a debate about the, the shikimate pathway, right? That only targets plant cells. It's much more than that. They want to make it so simple, right? And say, no, 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 don't worry. You are unharmed by this. Look the other way. But when you go deeper and deeper and deeper, it's kind of like the iceberg mm-hmm. in the ocean. You know, you just see the little... Tip it at the top, mm-hmm. but look at the iceberg underneath the surface. It's ginormous, and there are so many things happening underneath there. So keep looking, keep yep. researching, you guys. And again, like, don't take it from us. Do more research. Yeah, look. Talk to up. more people in this in this realm. One person I love is Zach Bush. Yeah, he talks scared. about this stuff all the time. Follow him online. Mm-hmm. See what he has to say. He what, he's like a triple certified like doctor and all the things he came up with like chemotherapies. He's now talking about gut biome and the integrity of the soil. He's a doctor. Go talk, like go listen to what he has to say. Mm -hmm. All right. There are a lot of really smart people in this realm that are seeing the things that we are saying, go to them, learn from them as well. Okay.
1: If you're fairly good at reading research literature, you can also go to uh, scholar.google.com and actually look this stuff up yourself. Yeah. Or you can go to DuckDuckGo.com yes. and search for information on it, and they'll give you some of the the unbiased information that's out there. Exactly. But the, the data is out there, all right? Anyone who says that this stuff is absolutely 100% safe is lying to you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or they're just profoundly ignorant of yeah. everything that's out there. At the very least, we can say there is a huge question mark about the safety level of mm-hmm. this stuff.
0: And if, if people are saying there's no issue here, then ask them, why are we as a country and a world more sick today than we were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. 40, like, why are we getting sicker? Yeah. Why are our children getting sicker?
1: Well, and it's a combination, right? It's this combined mm-hmm. with a hundred other things that have exactly. changed since our ancestors were roaming the earth. Yeah. And we need to get back to what used to work for us. Exactly. Which means we need to simplify everything. Exactly. Science is not our savior when it comes to our food distribution network. Not anymore. Nature is. Right, exactly. Cam? Okay?
0: Exactly. And that's it, you guys. That's it for today. Oh, I wanted to share some. We've had so much fun on the Gutsy membership platform. Um, We've had a ton of new members, you guys. I just wanted to highlight that really fast. And I wanted to share some success stories with you. I'm going to pull them out really fast. Um, Let me see. Oh, okay. So Ashley in our group, she just mentioned um, there's just been so many success stories, you guys. And and a lot of frustration too, because again, changing your lifestyle is hard. Mm-hmm. All right. And sometimes you need a support network. Mm-hmm. You need someone to go to and ask questions and people come and they answer for you because, you know, 10 heads is better than one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. like, and everyone is becoming an expert in their health. And so why not reach out to other experts, Right. And Absolutely. because that's that's what you are. You have to be an expert. Anyways, Ashley said, uh, I just finished my grocery shopping for this week's meal plan and was shocked at how much money I saved on groceries. I have a family of five with my oldest child being seven. So I plan on doubling the recipes, but still so much money saved. I can't wait to try the recipes. And my kids are so excited to make and try the desserts because you guys, like life is not fun without dessert.
1: No. Now, that being said, though, we've also had people who say, gosh, dang it, I had to completely eliminate everything in my pantry and start over. Yes. And it's been expensive to have to rebuy all these ingredients. Mm-hmm. So it's not always perfect that way. There, yes. There's a a certain level of uh, adjustment Mm -hmm. that goes into making these big changes. But that's the whole point of the membership. Exactly. To make it as seamless and as painless as possible.
0: Now, if you are not in the membership, I want to talk to that really fast because here's a great way to solve that issue. You don't have to throw out everything in your pantry. Okay, guys, you can use it up and then replace it. Now with the membership, we do give them a list of items that they can replace it with, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to do it overnight. All right. right? You can do it nice and slow. It's just, it's just getting there.
1: Remember the the 80-20 rule, which Mm -hmm. is that you can get 80% of the benefits by doing 20% of the work. And that means if you pick the right 20% to start with, you're going to make huge strides without being perfect.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, one more thing I want to mention. I have, there've been so many members that have been talking about how their kids are enjoying the meal plans. Their husbands are enjoying their meal plans. Those are
1: the real victories. But, when the I husbands know. are happy with the meals, that's when we're thrilled because <laughs> it, they're usually the pickiest eaters in the family.
0: Really, truly. So, and we're going to, oh my gosh, you're going to have to correct us on how we pronounce your name, but Valadez.
1: Valadez. Val- Validez. Validez, She's Valadez.
0: Valadez. Oh my gosh. Sorry. The accent's on please, the Diz.
1: <laughs> please, please don't hate me.
0: Can we still be friends? <laughs> um, Valid Did I say that wrong still?
1: I, I don't know. Okay, so <laughs>
0: she she posted like videos of her kids like eating their food and like licking their plates and it was so cute. And she said, we literally licked our fingers. I never I never knew fish could taste so good. My husband and I can't stop talking about how this was one of the best decisions we have made. Thank you so much. I have such peace of mind knowing all of our meals are set, take minimal work, healthy for us and delicious. And tons of people are also commenting commenting on how easy it is. Like it's just, it's minimal work. You guys, I remember back, back in the day when we were in Texas and you were going through all of your stuff, like I was 20 something plus weeks pregnant and I was in the kitchen all day Mm -hmm. long. Do you remember those days? I'd make something, I'd clean up the kitchen, I'd sit for 10 minutes and then I'd get up and like make lunch. Mm. And then just repeat that until it was bedtime Mm. and I was exhausted. And so it has been so awesome to see that people are saying, I'm not in the kitchen all day. Mm -hmm. This is really easy. Like, and it it can be you guys like you don't have to go through the mental fatigue that a lot of people had to, when they were starting Mm -hmm. out, because again, you're recreating your baseline, Mm -hmm. right? So when you are trying to, when you're trying to make healthier choices, it's going to be hard. It's going to be overwhelming. And you can take a lot of that mental burden off by joining the the membership if you want, okay? Yep. So, it is there for you guys if you want to join. You get so much great information, live Q&As. Um the the community is just so awesome too. And so mm. for you members that are listening, we freaking love you guys. We talk about you guys all the time and you are so amazing. And like if you you're are-
1: if you're a member and you're not in the Facebook group, you should get into the Facebook group because really cool. there's some really great conversation going on People there. People are
0: really showing up for each other. Absolutely. It's been so awesome. Yep. You guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for advocating for yourselves. If
1: you want to join the membership, go to mygutsyhealth.com yes. slash membership.
0: There you go. And um, and you guys always keep, keep getting woke about That's right. your health. Keep getting woke about the industry. You know, don't let the educated intimidate you out of this space nah. because you are just... You, you deserve you are entitled to be in this space because right. this space is all about you and your health and your wellness and everything that goes into your body that's, that's right. important okay so don't let smart people make you not feel smart i guess <laughs> in like the worst way possible thanks for listening you guys we love you until next week bye bye